All right. Know what it is? You know who it is? We're back. We got the fight cast episode two. Going to be previewing some fights, reviewing the fight from last week, and uh, just diving into a couple things. We got some huge fights coming up this weekend that me and Jake were just talking about. And uh, we had a couple good fights this past weekend. Um, Khabib Gaethje, uh, Whitaker, uh, Cannoneer. There was a couple of good fights coming up from there. Um, yeah, so how was your week? I guess I'll ask first. And then you said you watched a couple of the fights. You saw the second round of the Khabib Gaethje fight. Any takes there? And kind of just we'll start from there. So um, my week? start off by saying my weekend was fantastic the wife and i went to palm springs and then right. spent most of the weekend in joshua tree just rock climbing in the desert and then went up to big bear and got some uh 40 degree weather which i'm not too fond of but it was beautiful so it was a nice relaxing weekend um that's where you got the kettlebell videos yeah yeah yep um then came back on monday so watching some tape of uh um uh, that's when I saw the uh, second round of the Khabib fight, watching Tank and Santa Cruz tape. Um, but yeah, the the Khabib and uh, Gaethje fight is, from what I saw, basically ended up the, exactly the way you, you thought it would. I yeah. mean, you know, Gaethje for as okay of a puncher as he is, I mean, it doesn't matter once he gets his hands on you. I mean, that, that's really what it comes down to is that once he gets his hands on you um, and he's close at distance and you don't have that range anymore, he's like he's not the at the end of your 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 punch, it, it's done. So you saw it right from that, the beginning. That's, that's what happened. Yeah, and you saw it right from the beginning. Like Gaethje backed up. He gave like a lot of space early on. And then I think his plan, which he had a – you know, I, I don't I don't think he, he didn't fight the same as he's usually fought in the past. And in the past, he's been like in your face, like brawling type, like very aggressive with his punches. And he did the same thing with Ferguson. But like I said, I didn't think he was good enough. And I didn't think he had skills that were uh, or attributes that were outstanding enough to make this like a good fight. And then if you know, from the first round, it was only two rounds. I thought it was going to go longer, um, but it was only two rounds or a round and a half, essentially. The first, you know, Gaethje was hitting him with some kicks and Khabib was starting to feel the kicks. You could see it like he was starting to like get out of the way of them. But then again, you know, he just he has this thing, this takedown maneuver that he does. It's like he he throws the punch. And by the time you're blocking the punch, he's already he got him on that double leg takedown in the first the first round, which I thought he was going to get him there. Um, and then he does that fucking leg triangle like he just locks your legs up and then you know that the the submission that Habib got him with is really hard too and I don't know did you see what Cormier and uh Ariel Hawani were talking about on their podcast no so Daniel Cormier works with Habib like they he works out of DC's gym and if you saw the submission there's a couple in like slow-mo which was really cool but he had Gaethje in an arm bar. So he had his arm here and Khabib said that he was listening all week and Justin kept saying he wasn't going to tap. And Khabib said he didn't want to break his arm in front of his family. So he put him in a triangle and put him to sleep instead. And he said that like going through that, it's just kind of crazy to have like that type of control. But like, 
you know, just, you, you saw the fight and like you, you see it from a outsider's perspective in terms of a boxer looking at it. But like, that's the type of fight that you see like a, a Floyd put up. Like those would be how most of, if, if Floyd could put an end to fights early in like a submission type way or something like that, like, you know, it's just like a dominating factor that you can't really, you just can't really do anything at that point. Cause even Justin said himself, he's a strong dude. Like, and, and that was my thing was like, soon as I've seen Khabib, like Khabib go against dudes and like, he just drags them down. And like, that was, that was it. And then I didn't, I've seen Gaethje fight before and I didn't think he was that good. And like I said, I still think Connor is better than Gaethje and we're hopefully going to get to see some good fights coming up and maybe some championship fights. Cause Connor and Poirier are going to be fighting and uh, Khabib actually retired after. So he's done as yeah. of right now. And he's going to vacate the belt. So they're going to have to figure something out with that. But um, it's just a dominating fight. He's just that good. And like, it was just really, like I said, outmatched in the beginning. He knew what he was doing when he got in there. He wasn't looking to brawl with him. He was looking to just get in, get a couple punches. And like you saw, like I was going to say, it's like you saw the distance just close the entire time. Like at the beginning, they were both like this. And then Khabib was working his way in, cutting corners, working his way in just like this. And Gaethje started hitting him with the leg kicks which did a number on Khabib, but I don't think it did anything like major. And then, you know, they traded a couple punches and then he just took him down. And then the second time he took him down, that was it. So like, you know, and I, I didn't see it going any other way. And like, if, like I said, there's a lot of people that picked Gaethje. I think he, a lot of people were saying he abandoned his plan or if they, they just don't think he had the right plan going in. Cause he was like running away at some points and he was like trying to get out of there and just like move, which isn't like him. But, you know, it's just that that's just what, you know, that's what happens when you fight a dude like that. who's just like so dominant. I was going to say that that, that's usually what happens when you're in there with someone that, you know, is just a monster. Yeah. And then like you get in there and you start to question the game plan. Yeah. uh, You know what? I I don't know, man. I don't know if that's going to work. And I don't think it was. Yeah. You know, I don't think it was. I think it's the same type of thing. It's just like when you fight Khabib you have to worry about him taking you down so much that like the other stuff gets lost. And like, it's, it's not a, you know, it's not one of those things where you can make the mistake of letting him take you down. Cause like when he takes you down, it can be the end of it. And like that quick. So like you have to worry about it as a striker that much that like, it's crazy. And you saw that for like live. If you watch the fight, you saw it like it was. And again, with these judges, Someone gave Gaethje the first round or two people gave Gaethje the first round. And I, I don't understand how, I mean, maybe he landed a couple punches and Khabib wasn't that active, but I don't, I don't see a way in which Gaethje won anything in that fight. He was outmatched from the beginning, but I, they showed like the official scorecards and someone had it nine, 10 uh, gate or it was 10, nine Gaethje, 10, nine Gaethje, and then 10, nine Khabib. And I don't know what they were looking at, but um Clearly, the fight ended how it was supposed to. Um, But again, the judges need to – they're lucky it didn't go to a decision. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, it was just that type of fight. It was just one of those things. And now Gaethje's, you know, he's on to the next one. Khabib's done. So, like, the belt's open. So, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff coming up and a lot of, you know, like I said, Connor Poirier. There's Ferguson. There's Michael Chandler. There's a lot of people that they're talking about for this division. And it's pretty – it's going to be some pretty fun fights coming up. But, you know. There, like I said, I, there, there's not even a lot to review with the fight. Like, I think it was how it, it was going to be, like I said. And then it just 
it was just that. And it was only around the half and there was not, you know, from a grappler's perspective, like what Khabib did was extremely fucking hard. And like, it's not easy by any means to get someone down, but it's just, you know, he just makes it look that easy. And it's almost, it's just insane when you watch, like, like I said, if you ever get the chance, I know you said you don't like grappling that much or wrestling and that stuff when they go on the ground, but like watching his transition from like that transition was so smooth and he, he made it look so easy from the takedown to the back to the mount that it was it like, and you saw it right from, you know, like soon. And that's the thing is as a Gaethje, one place you don't want to let Khabib get is either your back or the mount. Like those are the, you know, there's not much you can do there. And then once he got to the mount, that was it. And he just walked himself into a triangle. And I, I watched a breakdown of the triangle earlier. And like, you know, he, he just moved his way in, he saw it and he, he would have. And the thing was, is there, he, like I, I was telling you before, you know, he, he knew what he was doing and he was either going to break his arm or he was going to put him to sleep. Again, the judge missed. I don't think he should have been put to sleep because Gaethje meant to tap twice and the judge didn't see it. He was literally like this on his head and the judge just like let him pass out. So that was a mistake on the judge's part, but you know um, yeah, like I said, there's not really much to review there. It's just kind of talking about what happened. So that was what happened. And Khabib's just that good. They moved him up to the number one pound for pound fighter next to John Jones. Um, which John Jones had a bunch of bunch to say about that, but um, I don't think he should be up there anyways because he's, he's on steroids or he was on steroids. I mean, he's still a great fighter, but like you know, you can't take steroids and then be a credible fighter. But he's still got like obviously all the skills that you'd ask for in a fighter. Um, but yeah, I can but, tell you this though: um, editing the um, the podcast from last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just got to say that the UFC is. Uh, they're trash for doing what they did. Did I? I had, I had a bunch of. I had a bunch of. Like it took me hours to pull these highlights. Yeah. To sort of reinforce the points you were making. Yeah. Now there were some beautiful ones. Like I put. I had the entire fourth round of Connor and Khabib on mm-hmm. there. As you were talking about the tools that it takes to beat Khabib, yeah. right? The length, the accurate punches, and. For the first three minutes of that round, of the fourth round, Connor was kind of fucking Khabib up. No, he, he was, was at the end of his punches. He and it was beautiful. And then you were talking about Gaethje and the type of fighter he is. And I had these all these beautiful highlights that I pulled. Uh, um, and UFC flagged it and made me take. And again, the, the video isn't monetized anyway yeah. because I have a bunch of fight footage on. Like ESPN didn't flag all of the the Loma Lopez footage that I kept on there. Yeah. Um, so they're trash for that. doing that. They're, they're, the UFC is fucking was garbage. Uh, Phil, huh? or Phil Derue mentioned this on a podcast, and he his whole Instagram got taken down one time because he had fighters and he was putting up their highlights. And the UFC, he got tagged a bunch of times or flagged, and they shut down his account. And he had to like go through UFC, and he was like, "Dude, he's like these are my fighters." Like <laughs> the UFC and, and their piracy shit. I mean, it, it's dude, it's so it's so maddening. It's like, dude, it, like. One people like if someone's taking the time to cut to, um, someone else's highlights together and then like put it up there and they're not making money off of that particular video. Like if basically if if I'm not making money off of your content, I'm just giving you free advertising. Like yeah. why are you being such a bitch about it? Yeah. You know what I mean? I and the UFC has like a whole team of they they have this uh this company that they go through that is like 
in charge of all the, the piracy bullshit. And yep. I, it just, it makes it tough to do what we're doing now. Like yeah. we're just admiring the sport, breaking it down the best we could. We want to learn from it and, and show it for educational purposes. And they're being assholes about it. Yeah. Right? I mean, so, so fuck the UFC for doing that. Well, um, I can always put videos and whatnot and like all the things that I'm describing and like that I was looking at and like breakdowns and whatnot. But it's if, you know, for the, mo- for the most part, the people who probably are watching it understand the grappling aspect of it. But for, for those that don't, you know, it's just one of those things where it's such a high level, a high level skill that you saw from Khabib that you don't often see because like you, you don't often like submissions happen in the UFC. But, you know, for what they were hyping up Gaethje to be and who they were expecting Gaethje to be in the in the ring, which was this wrestler who could get out of it. And he even said it himself. He's like, yeah, he's a strong dude. And, like, you know, it's just one of those things. It doesn't matter at some point. Those skills you have is that Khabib's just that much better at what yeah. he does as opposed to what you do. And, yeah. like, you just can't – you have to figure out. And, like, and like I said, you know, Gaethje is a great fighter. But – you know, and – like Jake was trying to show, he doesn't have the movement. He doesn't have, he's got the power, but he doesn't have the movement. He doesn't have like the, the style of like a Connor who Connor can move well and find his, he makes his own space essentially. Like he creates, like, he's like a basketball player. Like Connor's kind of like that go-to scoring option where it's just like, you know, you want someone who can create their own space, make their own shots. You know, if they have a hand in their face, it's not really an, it's just like, they know what to do to, to get points. Whereas like Connor knows what to do to find his space, to land stuff. And Gaethje, I don't think is at that level yet where he can create like the space he needs. He's just a more of like a brute and he just kind of throws the punches and could yeah. the same thing. And the opposite direction of grappling where it's just like, he knows what he wants to do. He knows, and he does the same thing. He, he goes for the double leg takedown. He gets you against the fence he gets behind you. He takes you down. He tries to get into a mount or he tries to get into some, you know, he'll throw you back. He'll do whatever he needs to do. And like this new, like this new leg triangle that he uses, which I don't think it's new, but like, you know, I haven't really seen anybody utilize it like he has. And like, it's just like these, these little things that you just can't, like they're hard to get out of in, in the first place. And that's if you're, if you know what you're doing too, like there's right. some people that obviously at that level, like these, you know, you got to be a certain type of grappler to get out of this stuff in the first place. And when you're already at a level that he is, and he knows what he's doing. And the thing is with jujitsu, when you, and I don't, I don't know if he does jujitsu. I know I've heard Sambo. I don't know if that's the Russian version of what he does, but he is so good at that level that he knows what the next move is before you even make your next move. So like when you get into certain positions in jujitsu, there's usually like two or three options in which you can be like, all right, I'm going to go here, here, or here. And then when you watched him go, you know, and you, and he knows where he's going, where it's like, all right, here, here, here is where I'm going next. It depends on the like slight movements that these guys do. And a lot of it's baiting a lot of, and it's the same as boxing in terms of punching, but there's just so many more options to like finish someone on the ground. Cause like, you know, if they, you know, if they move there, like, you know, Justin, for example, he Khabib grabbed his arm here and you want to bring the arm across for the triangle. You want his arm like this for a triangle. So I think what was happening was Justin was going to like push and move and he locked his arm here. And then you have to, he slip, slides his knee up right here and he gets his knee up. So you can't move here. Then what Khabib does, he grabs Gaethje's head 
pulls it up to his body. So he's in like this hurdle or this like position right here. This hand, Khabib grabs and pushes down to his chest, wraps his leg around, plants his foot like right next to his face. And then he falls to the side like he did. And then he connects his foot under his knee like this. And there's a triangle. And it's just yeah. all these little steps. Whereas he had him here. He had him in a position where his arm was locked out like this. And all he had to do really was like, he could have broke his arm there, you know? And like Khabib said, like, it was just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to hurt him in front of his family, which is whether that's true or not, that's still like, it's a certain level of like understanding, like, okay, like I can do this or I can do this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, once you get to a certain spot on the ground there, it's almost like, all right, choose your poison, you know? And for right. Justin, he even said it himself. He's like, you know, I'd rather have gotten choked out. Cause it's not, he's like, unless I'm missing something, there's not really like any long-term effects for me getting choked out once. Um, yeah. But you know, it's just like that level of grappling is just, it's, it's unreal, you know, um, especially in a fighter who, you know, he's just, he knows what he's doing at the right times. And that that's that, <laughs> there's just really nothing else to say about it. It's just it's, it's a high level of UFC or MMA that you're seeing there. Yeah. Yeah, so. exactly. Just nasty. That's really all it is. He's just nasty. Yeah. Yep. And then he retired. So there's going to be some cool stuff coming up. Um, yeah. So getting into the next part, we got uh tank or Santa Cruz this weekend. Um, it's a huge fight, huge boxing matchup. I've watched Santa Cruz a bunch of times. And I remember when he was first coming up, I always, I was like, wow, that dude's fast. Like he was like, I think that was basically what he was known for was a speed. Um, and I know he's like a legit boxer and like, this is going to be, Tank Davis is a he's a Floyd he's a Floyd guy right like a apprentice. Well, he's, not, he's under Mayweather promotions now, but he's he's not trained. But I mean, obviously, he's in the Mayweather gym, so Mayweather dabbles every now and then with the mitts and gives him some some tips here and there. But he's got his own coach, okay. Kelvin yeah. Ford, who's who's a who's a good coach. Yeah. So um, break us down on that kind of like weight class, what where they're fighting at, and then. Um, you can just kind of dive into like what you're expecting, what you saw, what you've seen. So they're, um, they're at lightweight. Uh, they're like, I said this last week, I'm hoping that if tank wins, that he'll be next up for Teal, uh, Teal Fimo Lopez. I like, that would be, be awesome. Um, he obviously has got to get through Santa Cruz first, but, yeah, they're fighting for some belts. Um, Santa Cruz is a tall, thin guy who throws a million punches. Um, but he's not one of these guys that just throws punches blindly. Like he, he's um, he's skilled. He's got a pretty high ring IQ. Um, fights in that sort of classic Mexican style where yeah. it's, he's we go forward, forward. He's just right? go forward, bunch of punches. Yeah. And, and high guard a lot. Um, but I did notice one thing that I never really noticed before, like watching uh, the last couple fights, he's got this, um, this tendency to, to shake his power hand. And I noticed he does it. He'll shake it when he's not throwing, mm -hmm. right? Or not doing anything, really, right? So every time that he goes to hold his guard high, he'll stop. And every time he goes to jab or throw, he'll stop. Mm -hmm. um, so it's almost like a tell? 
Yeah, it, it is. Um, I don't know how long it's been going on. I don't know, um, like, if something happened or if he, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't watch enough fights early on to see if that's something that he's always done. But for me, like, if I was fighting, I'd pay attention to that. Yeah. Like, literally, he'll, he'll shake it over and over again, over and over again. And then he'll stop and he'll put up his guard, eat some punches, or he'll stop and start throwing a jab. Might just be like a tick, just like a little nervous. Could, could, could be. Because uh, he does, like, he'll shake it out too. Like, when he backs up, he'll, like, throw his arm down and, like, like shake his hand real quick. Yeah. Um, so it could just be something that he's always done. I, I'm not sure. Um, but as far as how, how I see this fight going and, and how these guys could win, um, I think Santa Cruz is going to win by keeping Tank away from him. Mm-hmm. He's a taller, longer guy, throws a bunch of punches. Um, so if he can keep him at the end of his punches, I think he could outpoint him and win. For Tank, obviously he wants to get in inside, use his power. Um, but Tank, we, watching all these fights now, he he is. I've never really heard anyone talk about how good of a counter puncher he is. Yeah, and I think that's like I was gonna say. Like I think that that probably comes from being around Floyd because that's all I've seen a lot of him being a good, you know, like a because he's not he he falls under that same boat with those these fighters that like sometimes they get a little. Like, I don't know what it is where they get to that point where they don't throw a lot of punches. And like, maybe I just haven't watched enough of him, but I feel like he's like falls into that sometimes where like, um, you know, he just kind of sits back and he's like waiting too much when he has that power. And like, he has the ability to kind of like go and end the fight. He's almost like waiting a little too much, but he's also like, he's got that background of like, don't miss your punch. Cause if you do like, you know, he's going to be there. Yeah. So I, there's been a big change in um, his style, let's say, in the past handful of fights. Um, his last fight against Gamboa, there were there was talks of him. You know, I got, I know he did. He came in a pound and a half overweight, and so like people were questioning, uh, like dedication, his training, and stuff like that. Um, Cutting the weight, I, obviously, it has an effect on you. And he did look a little tired toward um, the second half of that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the last couple of fights, he's been a lot more patient, uses boxing skill a little more, whereas early on, man, he would find himself – he would put himself in positions where he'd be way off balance because he'd be throwing uppercuts like um, – from he'd be leaping into uppercuts. So he'd leap into an uppercut and if he missed, he'd be way off balance, right? His, he'd be over here, his arm would be up in the air. Just, he wasn't fighting in high enough caliber fighters for them to, to take advantage of that. Looks like he's fixed that. He's done a lot better job boxing, um, keeping the center of gravity where he's supposed to be sitting down, like not leaping into these punches and, and um, over committing on punches like that. Um, but he's gotten this, that Floyd pull counter down, right? Mm-hmm. Where he, he leans in a little bit, sort of baits this guy to jab. He'll pull back. So that jab literally comes to like right about here and bow, he'll come right over the top with it. He, he's, he's gotten that down. Um, so I see that counter punching ability um, being the thing that wins the fight for Tank. Um, and especially kind of like with got- a 
high volume puncher. You know, it's yeah, yeah. So he, I think after a while, he'll he'll be able to adapt to like, okay, there's four or five punches coming, you know, on the fourth one or the fifth one. That's why I'm gonna, you know, counter with that that hard one, that stinging one. And I think uh, along the way that'll start to have its uh, and, and and Tank is a really good body puncher too. So I think that those body punches will start to um, take their toll on Santa Cruz as the fight goes on. And I think uh, I see Tank winning a decision. I see him using his boxing because I, to be honest with you, I don't think he really has much of a choice mm-hmm. with this style of fighter. Because um, Santa Cruz is, is a guy who who he holds that guard up nice and tall um tank is gonna have to punch up because he's taller and he fights taller he's not one of these tall guys that like gets low he stays up Uh behind his jab uses length uses height so that's gonna take a little bit of steam off of tank's punches having to punch up constantly um but i think his body work will take its toll and i think he'll be able to land a bunch of counters uh some clean punches some clean combinations and and i think tank will come away with a, a decision yeah. And I, like, you know, I've seen, like I said, I've seen enough of both of them that I know they both have, um, you know, and I forgot that uh, he was undefeated. Um, Tank Davis. I forgot he was undefeated. Yeah. Uh, I think Leo Santa Cruz only, he, is he undefeated or is he? He's got one loss. One loss. Okay. So like, yeah. you know, this which is, he avenged. He lost to Carl Frantham and then beat him in the rematch. So, all right. So then like, you know, like this is going to be one of those fights that's just like, probably can go either way i'd like to see the odds i wonder what the odds are i don't know if i can find that quick but um let's see odds for santa cruz davis usually has a vegas has a good idea on what's going on there most of the time let's see oh wow okay what is it oh i don't know what site this is on but looks like davis is a massive underdog or over uh Massive favorite. Like minus 700. Oh, whoa. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I like. Santa Cruz is plus 450. So that's a lot. That's a huge. <laughs> that's yeah. Hedder's paradise. <laughs> to me. Yeah. Maybe not. I mean, I, I I would think that Vegas would, would give Santa Cruz a little more credit than that. Um. But I, yeah, I do. I, I just, I think Tank's got a little bit too much um, natural physical ability. Yeah. And combined now with with his his uh, his IQ that he's walking around with, he, he's again that counter punching. Like when I when I went back and watched uh, these fights this week, I, I was actually surprised. I was like, because you know you see so many highlights and you sort of get used to him landing these bombs. And going back and seeing it, it's like, man, he's – a lot of those bombs are happening after, you know, his opponent is, is exposed and he's countering them. He's just nice, clean, crisp counterpunching is is how he's gotten a lot of these knockouts. So yeah. um, I think that's, what, you know, one of his strengths. That he's really, really great counterpuncher. And I, I just think – I think that's how he's going to win. Against yeah. a guy who's, uh, again, has the length, has the height, throws a ton of punches – I think that's how you win anyway, right? Yeah. I mean, but especially him um, with the power that he has, I think that's – he's going to come away with the victory because of yeah, that. Like, you know, this is one of those – like, I, I think those 
I don't know. I think those odds don't tell the right story, obviously. But like, you know, because Leo Santa Cruz isn't a bum. Like he's not like a nobody. You know? No, I mean he is again. He's one of these guys. He's he's uh naturally lighter, so he's yeah. you know fighting at a, a a bit of a higher. I mean, it's not too crazy, but a couple of divisions, I think. Um, so I mean, there's that, but it is like I think I think a lot of it has to do with with tanks power and speed and just natural physical ability that and I think it'll be just too much, you know? Yeah. No, and I think that those are going to be some good fights. Um, you said there's another fight on Saturday night too. Yeah. That, so that, uh, Usyk and Chisora, um, the big guys are fighting this weekend too. Um, I'll be honest. I, I, uh, I, I haven't seen a lot of Chisora. Mm-hmm. I know he's heavy handed dude, which most heavyweights are, um, but I mean, heavyweights don't move their head. Um, it's the tight, reason why Deontay Wilder was, you know, 49, 48, no, or whatever. Um, because heavyweights just stand there and take it. Oh, um, moves way too well, I think, to get hit by, um, by anything that Chisora is going to throw. And I think he'll be able to hit, hit Chisora with, with ease. Mm. All night long. Um, I feel like a lot of the heavyweight that I've seen recently is very lopsided, very just sticking guys in there to like get fights. And like, you know, obviously Fury versus Wilder was like one of those things that was like, it was a, it was a spectacle. Like it was one of those, it was almost like a, like it got the hype of like Floyd and Connor almost like that type of thing, but it was actually like a real boxing match. But I think anybody, who knows? And I think I talked to you about it before it happened, but I think anybody that knows or watches boxing or knows boxing that like Wilder wasn't given any challenges that were like actual boxing no. challenges. He was just given like he was fighting straight bombs. Yeah. And bombs. Like, he was knocking people out, but they were also like literally they like some of these dudes were just like slobs. Like they weren't even like Yeah, dude, the only dude that really gave him any trouble was was Ortiz. And Ortiz still like he's again another dude that doesn't move his head, but you know he's got some power, and I think his build, um, being a little bit shorter and like round and, and you know made it a little tough for Wilder. But again, they don't move their heads. It's like hitting a heavy bag. Yeah. I mean, it's not hard. Yeah, Anthony Wilder cannot box. Yeah, this dude like I'll, I'll give him this like over his career he's developed a, a pretty decent jab yeah i mean you've seen this dude like this dude throws punches with his whole body it's <laughs> like this dude does twirls it like it's 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 bad it's almost as bad as watching you know some ufc fighters yeah. throw punches. yeah terrible um so yeah like heavy heavyweight heavyweight more than any other division they put guys that they protect them they yeah. make the mistake so heavyweights are protected because they got that they want that oh and yeah. they want those knockouts so when you find a heavyweight who can punch really hard, harder than most of the guys he's in there with, which is a lot of them, because mm-hmm. when you get a guy that's 230, yeah, he's going to hit hard. Yeah. Um, so you got a lot of young heavyweights now that, that have an O and like all of their wins are by knockout. Mm-hmm. They can't box at all. And they're protected because they want that big money fight against this other guy yeah. who's also a bum but can hit really hard. So – it's rare when you see guys like Tyson Fury 
and now Ustik who's fighting this weekend, who actually move. They actually box. It isn't just about being big. And to be honest, like Usyk isn't a natural heavyweight anyway. He started at the cruiserweight, I think, a buck eighty. I mean, so he's moving up twenty bump. Yeah, still moves way too much. So I, I don't think, I don't think that's going to be really an exciting fight. I think it's just going to be a clinic. I think Usyk is just going to box the shit out of this guy's head. Um, is that on a different? Is that on the card of these guys or no? Uh, no, I, um, I don't know what network that's on. I, actually, I think it might be on DAZN. Oh, DAZN. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Tank Santa Cruz is Showtime pay-per-view. I think Usyk Chisora is DAZN. And in a way, um, the other fight that's on, the monster, the Japanese dude, Bantamweight, um, that's, I think, is just on ESPN. And so right. I think that's a free fight. Uh, but, yeah, that's the other big fight this weekend. In a way... Little Japanese dude, he's he's they call him the monster, and that's exactly what he is. He, he's a monster. He just he this dude just bashes everybody, dude. <laughs> like he's Who's, just like has he fought he's anybody? Not, like, he's like tremendous, it, huh? Has he fought anybody big yet? Um, not any not anyone that anyone would really know. I mean, he fought uh, Nonito Donaire, who Donaire is a um, a guy that's been around a long time, really great champion. Uh, he beat him. So that's like the only name, but I don't know. Like, I don't know that the public would really know Donaire. Cause again, these are lighter guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't get a lot of, uh, airtime. Right. Yeah. Um, but he's, uh, in a way is a guy that like, sort of like Tiafimo, like, um, even even Tank, um, he's got so much power that you don't really notice his boxing skill. Mm-hmm. But this guy, anyway, has has it all, man. Like he he's got the ring IQ, he's got the the skill, and his he's got unreal power. Like it's so weird to see a guy that small, like just cracking people, putting people to sleep. You know, not he's not going to seizures in the ring. You know what I mean? Like this guy is, he he really is a monster. Like that's a perfect. He's a monster. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. He's uh, I think he's fighting. Um, I forget the dude's name. Um, Maloney, Australian dude. Okay, just, just another victim. Yeah. I mean, dude Maloney's got a, a decent record, but he's I've, just. I've heard victim. of him before. I think did he fight somebody big? Um. He did. He did. He uh, he was on TV's his last couple fights. Um, so he probably did like catch him on. The What's his name? Joe Maloney. Uh, no, it's uh, I forget his first name. I want to say it's a Justin or Let's say Josh. Jason. Like it is the J. What is it? Jason. Yeah, that's it. Jason. See, I knew it was a J. I feel like he fought somebody big, but maybe I'm just. Dude, he's just another victim. Yeah, no, maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. Yeah, I don't know any of these people. Um, he's 21 and one though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's got a decent record and it looks good, but yeah, he's he's done. Yeah. That fight. If I'm gonna predict something, it's gonna be anyway, in like within like four rounds, he's gonna yeah. smash this dude. All right. I get the you know he. I've seen this dude anyway. Put so many dudes down and and like straight to sleep. Yeah. Not even TKOs or like not getting up before ten, like just out. Yeah, yeah I think he's gonna do the same. I think he's gonna 
fucking mash this dude. Well, I think that's how usually boxing goes is like you just said, they protect the guy and they, they see the skill and they bring him up. They just put him against a bunch of just like, I wouldn't say bums, but just people who just aren't as good. And then they bring him up for that one fight. It's the same thing with, you know, they were trying to do, they've been trying to do for the past, what, three years with Joshua and Wilder. And then that one shit the bed because both of them lost, um, which Joshua has more of an embarrassing loss, I think, than anything else. Because I know that guy's good, Andy Ruiz Jr., right? Um, yeah, a- he, he only had one loss going into the fight. And, like, he was known as a heavy hitter. And uh, we talked about this last week, about getting hit in the temple. Yeah. And watching that fight, that's what happened. Yeah. He got caught – Joshua got caught with um, a punch that went behind his guard, hit him mm-hmm. right above the ear. And you could tell immediately the way that, like, he, he went to get up and his knee buckled. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm guessing that Joshua didn't recover from that fight for, like, three days because you yeah. get hit there, man, and your equilibrium is gone. It's so hard to 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 get up and not be completely dizzy mm-hmm. after a hit like that. And it, that's what happened there. And, it, and it, dude, it, again, that happens, especially in the heavyweight division. These guys are gigantic. You know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. Joshua is a really good boxer. He, yeah. He's really – a guy his size should not be able to fight like that because he's so muscular yeah. and it sort of defies, you know, what you want out of a fighter yeah. to be smooth and flexible and, and have a, a full range of motion. Cause you can see he's stiff the yeah. way he throws punches. Um, but he's fought some big names, man. Remember he, he beat Klitschko mm-hmm. he gave Klitschko his first loss in like 10 years. Yep. Um, uh, he, he fought a bunch of those. I think he fought Chisora. Like he, he fought some, some, some big names. Um, so Joshua is like at the other end of the spectrum from, from Wilder. Like Wilder was fighting yeah. cans. Yeah. Well, Joshua was fighting guys that actually held belts. You know what yeah. I mean? Like and yeah. he, were, were, well, that's why I think, you know, I, you know, boxing needs the heavyweight division. I don't, uh, they might not need it, but like, you know, it's one of those things that if they want to get back to the top of being, what it once was. And I don't know if it will be unless they figure out this, these other little things that happen in between with like the, the promoters and the judges and the, the fight together, like bringing the fights together and having all these different networks and days in and uh, showtime and HP, like, all, I don't know, you know, like all that stuff, it just confuses people. But, you know, I think you can speak for this too. Cause I know, you know, boxing is better when like the heavy hitters are like, popular like when there is like a a tyson-esque figure like when there is that guy and like you know fury and wilder you saw that when they fought they brought back that kind of like almost like that mystique of boxing like where it was just like these two just monsters who were just trying to kill each other essentially and not like you 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 but you've seen it like through the second half of mayweather's career like when mayweather stopped being a knockout artist and started being a more technical defensive boxer is when he became the pay-per-view king. Yeah. More people were watching Mayweather than any other fighter. Well, I think and he knocked yeah. people out. So I and, and you see now, like actually the, the guys who are popular, like some of the best boxers now, all of the top pound for pound guys are under 160 pounds. And I was gonna say now, you know, as a fight fan, I don't like as a fight fan, I don't care. Like it's not like, oh, I need them to be heavyweight or like I need them to be, you know, certain weight classes or, or fighters to watch but like you know like i said you're and like you were just gonna say and like it's the same thing with ufc like the most the 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 
the most popular divisions right now or like the fighters with the most popular people is like the 155 and like 185 and then like maybe there's a couple in 205 um but like you know the guys that are like killing it right now are these little dudes like these smaller just like craftier people who can move and they're just like better like overall fighters and not just you know i think that you know for the most part people want to see the knockout but you know when you look at a fight you know like the casual okay. fan definitely wants to, wants to knock out. And like I said, you, you, when you see... The fat guy yeah. that never gets up off his couch, that yeah. would never fight in his life, of course, they want to see someone else get knocked out. You know what I mean? Like, that's what people want. See, honestly, like, this is why... It, it's like with any sport, really. Like, the, people live vicariously through sports figures, right? Yeah. Whether it's football, basketball, whatever, they get so angry when the team loses. They get... They, such vitriol like they just poop comes out of their mouth right like they get so hateful and spiteful at people they've never met because yep. they lost because they expect something from this other human being because it's something again they're living through them they're like I'll, I'll never be this athletic i can never do that so i want them to do this this way and it's just it's it's part of it's just part of it being a professional athlete but again like you know these guys are fighting yeah um, and that's the thing is like, and I was going to say, like not to cut you off, but I was going to say, it's like, it's almost for me, I'd much rather see a fight in this, in these weight classes at the divisions that are happening right now. One, because it takes knocking someone out is a skill in of itself, but it's not, it erases a lot of skill. Like it, it yeah. takes a lot of skill out. Like why, again, wilder, was only popular because he was knocking people out and he was only winning because he was knocking people out. If, it, right. if there was no, like, if you take the knockout out of the equation, he wouldn't even be a boxer. Like, he's just like, he's just not good enough. And like, yeah. it's the same thing with, you know, UFC is like, these guys are the ones that you see, like they have the knockout power. It's there on occasion, but it's like these, you know, these grinding fights, these good fights where there's a mix of just like defense and offense and counter punching and movement and aggression and like just strategy that you need to see. And like, you see that as a fight fan, when you watch a boxing match between high level people at, you know, even for a while at the heavyweight division, even if you go watching back with, you know, Tyson, Tyson was obviously technical, but like the guys who was, it was always just, and then Tyson connects and then the guy's dead, you know, whereas like, you know, you see the fights now it's, you know, they're moving, they're, they're planning like little jabs they're planning. And then they're going for the, like they're setting things up. And they're like, you know, they're doing all these different things to connect on what they want to do. It's not just like this swinging. And like, for me, that's way more interesting. That's I'd rather hundred percent watch a fight like Floyd and, and, you know, getting back to what you said was Floyd got popular because he was getting so good and everyone wanted to see him lose. So every yeah. time he fought somebody, it was, Oh, this, I want to be a part of history. I want to see him lose. And like, you know, towards the end when he was like fighting Maidana, he was fighting, um, Pacquiao when he fought uh who was before Maidana? Didn't he fight someone big before Maidana? Uh right before Maidana. There was someone he fought right before Maidana and oh, let me see. Let me look up his... I think it was Pacquiao was right before Maidana. Hold on. Let's see his his fight career quick. So we got he got a huge Wikipedia page. Or is Victor Ortiz? He fought around that time. Oh, it's Canelo. Yeah, so he fought 
All right. Okay. So, so he right fought. Before Madonna? So he shot. He fought Mosley, Ortiz, Miguel Cotto, Robert Guerrero, Canelo, Maidana twice, Pacquiao, Berto, and then Conor McGregor. So, like you know, Mosley is a good fighter. Those uh, are, those are Cotto, big names. Yeah, and like Cotto is a very good fighter. And Cotto, he, Cotto's, Cotto's. Listen, that's one guy that the people don't talk about enough. Miguel yeah. Cotto is one of the greatest fighters at welterweight that we've ever seen. Yeah. And he has one of the biggest hearts we've ever seen. That he's one of he's one of the all time like top fighters, man. He he's he's great, and he was, and, he was truly great. And just like, and that you know, then he fought Guerrero, who was like a here or there. Like everyone was like, oh okay, that was just kind of like a throw he, in the he, towel. Yeah, he wasn't gonna be. Yeah, he, he and was no Canelo, more. you know, I would I would pay to see that fight now, but like Canelo obviously was a little bit early, and it was like a little, it was like just too early for Canelo. Yeah. But like these were all guys like Canelo, Maidana, Pacquiao, you know, Connor, uh, Miguel, Cotto, Ortiz, Mosley, like Ricky Hatton, like all these guys, Juan Mel- Mar- Markel or uh was it Juan Mar- Manuel Marquez Manuel Marquez. Like fighting fighting these guys were like these weren't just bums at all. Like these were like top level fighters, and they were oh wow, this he's gonna have a chance to lose. Like, you know, and, and, and it sucks when you see like a a casual fan, you know, talk about like a Miguel Cotto or, uh, uh, you know, any of these guys that he fought. Obviously, Canelo is like that guy right now, but Maidana wasn't like Maidana was a good fighter then. Like Maidana yeah. was, had a he you know, just was, beaten uh, Broner. He fucked Broner. It wasn't even a beating. <laughs> he yeah. Broner. Like he yeah, and like I don't even know how Broner lasted that whole fight. I remember the first time I, I was watching that live, and I was like, "What is happening?" Because like. You know, Broner was supposed to be that dude, and he was supposed to be, like, yeah. the next Mayweather. Um, but then, you know, Maidana. But, like, this is what people want to see. But, like, yeah. when Mayweather, you know, when he took the step back and just kind of, like, fought how he decided to fight, that's – you always, you always like, looked at a Mayweather fight at the end, and you were like, ah, oh, I could have known that was going to happen and save 60 bucks. But it's just, like, you still want to see it, you know? Yeah. You still want to take that chance. I mean, for me, like, I – I was watching, you know, out of excitement, but uh, I wanted to learn. Yeah, from that too. Yeah. Any anyone who is actually, you know, interested in fighting, actually fighting, that's something you want to watch. Yeah. It's not. It's not an accident that he's undefeated. Like a lot of a lot of people say, like, oh, he he got to pick and choose his opponents. So. Even if he did, he, which, he, which, chose, which, he chose some. Which one of those, like every now and then, like he would have a guy that's like, oh, yeah, that, that's not a real matchup. Like Guerrero, you know, even Ortiz, like anyone for, that knows boxing knows it's not a matchup. But Ortiz was dangerous. He had yeah. power. Right? For every one of so those, there's three or four, you know, all-time. They're all champions. All yeah. champions. So people are like, hey, pick and choose. Yeah, pick and choose and champions. So, so what if you don't think it's like, oh, the timing was perfect for Mayweather? So? Like they is that like how does that make it less dangerous? They're all champions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anybody that was interested in actually fighting, it's like, dude, this guy is just like giving boxing lessons to other guys who have won belts. Yeah. Like that's what he does. Yeah. And, and by the way, easy. going back to Kodo though, like I think um a lot of people that know boxing and have followed Mayweather's career closely would say that Miguel Cotto, the Miguel Cotto fight was probably the toughest fight. Mayweather's ever had. No, he didn't almost get dropped, but he got he got roughed up, touched up a lot. 
I could like, swear there was I one where Miguel he Cotto hit him more than any fighter has hit him in his career. I, I yeah, think. there's one fight I vividly remember where he got he got hit and he like he didn't get knocked down because he didn't fall, but he almost did. Oh, it's Shane Mosley. Was it Shane, Shane Mosley? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Shane Mosley in the second round touched him up, wobbled his knees. Mayweather got out of there and then just shut him out for the next uh, nine rounds. Yeah. Absolutely destroyed him for nine rounds straight. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. He, he's been in danger before. He's fought, you know, so people that say they, he made sure that he was out of danger don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah. To bring this all back to what we were talking about, I think was uh, the fight this weekend is that, you know, don't, judge a book by its cover of the fight. Like, you know, these guys are high level fighters and they're there for a reason. So, yeah. you know, they, they may not have the name yet. Yeah. Like the, 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 the shiny, you know, their name may not be big and lit up on the marquee, but these guys can fight, man. They're, yeah. they're especially like the, the big one, man, like two really talented guys in tank in Santa Cruz, um, you know, I don't know that, that a lot of people know who Santa Cruz is yeah. as far as the general public, but they should. I mean, yeah. if you're going to watch fights, I mean, you should know some of these names. Uh, hey, you, know, you know what? And I want to say, too, um, going back to how the public looks at some of these fights, you know, um, and they want they you know, people want the knockout, which, of course, they do. But I heard Bob Arum say in an interview the other day. So anyone that doesn't know Bob Arum is the uh, CEO, founder of Top Rank Promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, they were asking him who he wants to see Tiafimo fight. And someone brought up Tank and he's like, now who I really want to see him fight is Ryan Garcia. <laughs> and they were like, why? And he said, well, because the Hispanic community are the ones that, that um, that's where all the pay-per-view money comes from. Hispanics buy more pay-per-views than, than any other group of people. And it's like, this is where we're at now. Like, so it's not just about knockouts anymore. It's about social media presence, yeah. right? Like, why would he want Ryan Garcia to fight Tiafimo Lopez? Because Tio would just, dude, he might kill the guy. Yeah. Like, Ryan Garcia is a good fighter. He's got speed, power, and all that. But he's pretty. not ready for that type of thing, man. Pretty sure he's 19. Um, or 20? He's, like, he's not. 21, I think. 21. Lopez? Lopez is only 23. But Lopez, again, ring, ring experience, like even before the Loma fight, he had more ring ex- Like Ryan Garcia hasn't fought anyone. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I would, for him I would to say that, that, and it's because like Ryan Garcia is a good, lo- good looking, yeah. you know, he's Mexican. Like obviously, like, you know, the, the, you get the Mexican crowd. But for him to say that he would rather see that fight instead of Tank, like Tank versus Lopez would be a great fight actual fight but he's talking about like the pay-per-views and that's why i think goes back to like the general public like we want to see knockouts we really don't care if these guys are any good that's trash and i'm kind of disappointed in hearing bob aram say that because it's like bro you've been in boxing like this guy was promoting uh the muhammad ali fights you've been in boxing long enough to know like come on man no one wants to see that garbage and that's the one thing like it's like feeding ryan garcia garcia to a a bear yeah let's just throw him in there let let him get eaten up no, and like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think Ryan Garcia would want to do that. Maybe he would, but I don't. I don't know if that. I would think. I don't think. He oh, would he talks like he, he talks like he would, but I don't think he really. Yeah, I don't. Him. I don't think he would want that. He's. I think he's gonna fight fucking what's his face next. Uh, he's fighting Luke ball. Campbell. Oh no, no. Luke Campbell. I. I he's he fighting Luke Campbell. Good? It's the first time that that Ryan Garcia is gonna fight an actual boxer. Oh okay. All right. 
I saw so, something about Jake Paul. I don't know if that was true or not. I know they were friends, but then like I no, no, no. He's always they, they're always in each other's dumb videos. They have nothing yeah, to do okay. about actual no. boxing. Yeah. Why not? I know Jake. No, Paul they, they, like, we're we're talking about actual fighting, so the, the Paul brothers should not even be brought up. There's well, they were odd. talking about what's his fucking fit? Logan fighting Floyd. I don't know if that's true, but like they were talking about that not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. They're talking. Yeah, they're talking about doing an exhibition. That's ridiculous. That's so stupid. It, it is. It's <laughs> it's. On I, I can't I can't sometimes I can't believe the world that we live in. Well, I, you know I was gonna say the one thing I you want I, an exhibition I I'll call both I'll fight both of those brothers at the same time both the Paul brothers now put gloves on both of them all three of us in the ring I'll whoop them both <laughs> guaranteed. Well, let's put that out there because I'd, I'd love yeah, to put it out there. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody watching it, share it. You're listening. Share this. I want both. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, I'm I'm gonna we'll tag them. We'll, we'll see if yeah. they'll. Uh, they'll I'll, put both, I'll, I'll put both. I'll both of them to sleep. They're in LA, really? so they're probably pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> that shit up. Um, what I was gonna say is that UFC with their company does a really good job of just making people like it doesn't matter. They just make the matches. Like they decide yeah. what's best, and then they make the match. And for the most part, you know, there's always the top guys who have a little bit more say. But like, they're putting people in there. You know, like there, there's not like this this boxing is very like individual it's very like you know what what's best for me you know and there's not really what's best for there because there is no company there are all these individual promoters so like you know you you it takes forever to get a fight and then it and like even when you have the opportunity to have a fight it still takes fucking forever to actually make the fight because no one wants to give up their O or no one wants to put their belts on the line and like you know the biggest fight in the last three years well one of the bigger fights was canelo versus triple g and like those that that like real like level for level like that was probably one of the better fights at like two guys at their peak position in boxing in a while and like tyson fury and deontay wilder was kind of the same thing but like i think you know i didn't know tyson fury that well and from what i heard was that you know he moved very well and i was like oh he's gonna have a fucking problem like wilder's gonna have a problem if he moves and like he can actually box and then like and then he gave him a problem and then yeah. everyone was like, oh, we knocked him down, whatever. But, like, you know, you could see in that fight the whole way that Wilder was very close to, like, fucking up. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, you know, there's not many of those fights where you get two guys at their peak. It's usually, like, you know, a Floyd fighting Manny after three surgeries, but he still fights him. You know, it's still Manny Pacquiao. Or you still see, you know, like, in the UFC, you know, you saw Connor and Khabib. Whether Connor was as Max or not, was you saw Connor Khabib. You see Connor Gaethje. You see, or you see Khabib Gaethje. You see, you know, whoever's number one, and then the guy that's coming up next, like Costa Adesanya, Costa John or Adesanya John Jones. If that fight happens, like that'll be one of the biggest fights. I'll be watching that. Yeah, in UFC history, like that'll be literally one of the biggest. I don't know if it'll top Connor Khabib, but like it might if if they do enough talking because they've already done enough talking. But like that would be such a good fight because of their styles and just like in general, but like they, they don't, there's no like choice really there. It's like either you, you have this fight or like, you know, you don't get a fight and then like yeah. Dana will make you give up the belt or whatever. Like boxing, it's like, yeah, I can hold on to this belt and I'll fight whoever the hell I want. Whoever makes most sense. Who, if yeah. Ryan Garcia has more followers on Instagram, it's going to make us more money than like, let's fight him instead. You know? Yeah. And it's just like, it, it sucks because boxing is such a good sport and it has such a rich history that like, it's getting messed up by this influx of just like, where's the money at? Who's the easiest? How do I get 
essentially they're playing a game of like how long can I stay undefeated until I actually have to fight somebody. And then yeah. like you I know? mean it, it's a hard though because you know the way that the UFC does it, yeah, it's better for the public, but it's shittier for the fighters because they oh, don't yeah, get definitely. paid. No, yeah, they don't. And, yeah. and again, these guys, you know, we're talking about people that fight. They're beating the shit out of each other. By the end of your career, you know, what's your quality of life going to be like? Yeah. You're taking a beating. Yeah. And you're talking about like some of these champions in UFC getting a couple hundred grand. Yeah, I know. When, when, when they're, they're, they're making, you know, $100 million off of, off of one fight, pay reviews, and guys are getting a couple hundred grand. Yeah. So, like, in boxing, it's like, yeah, I mean, these, these guys are, you know, hurting each other for other people's entertainment, they should be compensated. Yeah. You know, like, again, Le- LeBron James makes $30 million a year. Yeah, he's the most undervalued, underpaid superstar ever. <laughs> well, I'm, well I'm, I'm just saying, like, like, well, okay, let's go uh, other best. Like, the max contract, I think, is $30 million a year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got guys out there that, that, don't, that aren't as good as LeBron making yeah. $30 million a year. Yeah. They're going to be fine. And they don't have nearly the wear and tear on their bodies that fighters do. So, you know, boxers, like being independent contractors and finding the, uh, the, the fight that makes them the most money. It is, it's the, the way to go in a sense. No, and like I said, I, but there's not, I think, I think the way that the UFC does it and the way that boxing does it, there's a middle ground that should be found where we can have, you know, mandatory challengers. Uh, well, they do in the different divisions, like different belts. They have mandatory challengers and stuff, but it's not always the people that the public wants to see. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, well, that's and that's what I'm. You know, there you know we should be able to find a middle ground where these guys can fight, but you know, they need to get paid. I mean, yeah, they're 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 risking their health yeah. for people's entertainment. They should get paid. Oh, definitely. And like I said, you know, that's. I mean, I think the UFC does. That's one of their downfalls. Is like they have to structure it so well, but they don't pay people as well as they should and could. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's just like the, the fights end up being more entertaining on the side of like matchups for yeah. UFC on like a, a daily, a, like a, a macro basis, like a smaller, like week to week, month to month. Yeah. But then like in boxing is when you get those bigger, like, all right, like this is, you know, you get those once or twice a year, you know, maybe you'll get them like three or four times a year if you're lucky. Yeah. Um, and like, there's, there's years that overlap where you get like the big fights from three or four different people who, but it's like, for the most part, it's like, oh, there's you know, two huge fights this year. And it used to be, it was just like whenever Floyd fought and then there was people, you know, like the heavyweights that would fight or there was other obviously good people that fought, but you know, um, yeah, I mean, there's just a lot. I found ourselves lucky now because yeah. the end of this year, yeah, like we're going out with a bang yeah. in the UFC and in boxing, yep. great fights finishing out this year. So, yeah. you know, it's, we're lucky, like, especially like promoters, um, you know, and I give Bob Arum credit for this, like putting together these monster fights yeah. during this the pandemic, right? You have seen boxing uh, like, like the only one. Loma and Lopez fought in an empty an empty arena. Yep. You know, so like we, you know, we're lucky we get to see these fights, and and this is a really tough time, and we're we're finishing out the year with some really great fights. So, I mean, we're pretty lucky now. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, so official predictions: Tank Davis over. Santa Cruz decision. Yep. And then you got the other, uh, Usyk decision Usyk. over Chisora. And then anyway, anyway, a real quick, like just brutal, savage beating of the, the Australian dude, Maloney. 
last fight, I guess that's going to happen. There's, so there's like, there's a bunch of stuff going on this weekend, I guess, fight wise. Um, Uriah Hall versus Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva's official like last fight in the UFC. He's like 43. He's, he's came like back to three years old. Yeah, he's fighting Uriah Hall. Um, Uriah Hall is like a he won Ultimate Fighter. Um, you know, he's kind of been like up and down, and like he is in his last couple fights. He he won his last two, I believe, and he, his last loss was to Paulo Costa, who's obviously one of the better you know fighters in the division. Um, he's the favorite there. Anderson Silva's kind of just like coming back. I don't really know. I think he just wants to, it might be like a contract thing. Like he might have one more fight on his contract. Um, but I know this is going to be his last fight. You know, he's lost two of his last three, you know, he's showing his age a bit type thing. Um, I think Uriah Hall is going to win. Um, I think he's going to, it won't, it won't be like, it's a pretty close like odds maker match, but, um, yeah, I don't think it'll be like lopsided towards Hall. I think it'll be a good fight, but I think Hall will end up winning there. Um, then, you know, unless Silva puts it on for his last fight, I don't know, but I, I think Hall will win there. Um, so we got Tank over Santa Cruz, Usich over the guy that he's fighting, Inoue, quick knockout, and then Uriah Hall. Um, I'd say by decision. I think it's going to be a five-round fight. I think it'll go by decision. Um, yeah. So a lot of stuff happened this weekend. Yeah. Next weekend we'll come back to review all that stuff. Any last uh, minute words or things to look out for? Yeah, fuck UFC for uh, making me pull those uh, yeah. highlights and work so hard off of uh, last week's podcast. And then Jake wants to fight Jake Paul and Logan Paul at the same. Yeah, time. yeah, 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 yeah. Let, yeah, let me, let me, let me fight the Paul brothers. Dad, I'll stooge slap them. <laughs> Put them right next to the Papa. I wanna, it's a travesty that they're getting paid to fight. I like you don't understand how mad that makes me. I said I've seen people like, you know, give up their life to, to to be in the gym and work hard to get a fight to get paid like, you know, <laughs> as a pro like eight hundred bucks for a fight. These guys are gonna make millions of dollars and they're they're trash garbage. They should never put on a pair of gloves again. <laughs> it's a travesty. All right, well I'm gonna put this up. I'm gonna I'm gonna tag both of them and let them know. We'll we'll set it up in L.A. We'll see if we can yeah. set it up. Um. For you guys that stuck around and listened, if you guys have predictions, shoot them our way. Let us know. We'd be down to talk about it. If you haven't yet, follow Immortals Boxing on Instagram. Do you have a Facebook? No, I don't. All right. So Instagram, uh, Immortals Boxing. Got some cool tips on there. Um, and tutorials on YouTube. Tutorials on YouTube, which is also Immortals Boxing. Um, he had a couple of cool fight breakdowns from the uh, Loma fight, and then he's got some cool uh, like information and tutorials about like slipping is there any other specific ones that you have i got um i got one on how to do the the tyson jump step um okay. i'm actually gonna have one next week i think on some like uh quote-unquote dirty pro tricks okay so again look out for that one cool yeah and if you guys you know have any questions about any of the boxing stuff we're working on a program that we're going to get out eventually um it's kind of falling on my part i've just been a little bit busy but I'm going to finish that up and then we'll have some cool stuff in the future working out with uh, Immortals Boxing and BG Perform. So we'll get that stuff going. I'll have this up soon. If you guys listen, thank you, Jake. Talk to you next week. Have some fights to review. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.